Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. You got to choose a side. It's a civil war out there. One area that... I think it's a civil war, stocks versus bonds. Are you willing to put your money in bonds to protect yourself? I hear more people wanting to protect than I hear people saying, I want opportunity. When markets are at a low, that's when people want to protect. When markets are at a high, that's when people want to speculate. So I kind of hope for a bad year. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? I'm, I'm okay with it. We're getting a market that's not very happy right now. It's testy. It's saying, you know, you can't placate me with higher interest rates. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates. And it, it's not willing to say, hey, look into my eyes. I, I look cheap a year from now. We are seeing a deceleration in earnings. I'm not going to lie to you. I think a recession is going to happen in 2020. And it's just a gut because I'm not an economist. I play one on TV. I'm pretty sure I know what a, a, a interest rate is. See how good I am at convincing you of that? Um, so, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'll be here all day. Don't forget to try the veal. The veal is delicious. Oh, wait, wait. I could just talk about eating veal. You stay at a crate all day. You're delicious. So the end of a policy era is what we're talking about. Yesterday, I wasn't I wasn't lying to you when I said when the Federal Reserve releases their, their data for today, that it's going to tell you how the year goes. And now the year, I think the bull market will, my guess, not be able to, there will be no Santa Claus rally. The Grinch will be here. Santa Claus is boycotting. Santa Claus is on, on hold. Santa Claus is striking. Now, again, Watch tomorrow. I, I have to change my mind because if we make a deal with China or something happens, right? Stock market's waking up to a whole new world. 
Oh, I hate people who lip sync. You will never, ever, ever have a career in singing. I know, but at least I'm singing myself. You know, I'm not lip syncing. That's 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 just ripping off karaoke. You actually have to sing. Lip syncing is is a horrible thing. That's right. Jack. So that's right, Mr. T. Thank you. Um, so we have this Jerome Powell-led Federal Reserve, and this is so boring to so many people. But you had a Federal Reserve chairman who was more than happy to take her time, Janet Yellen, on raising interest rates. And Jerome Powell's like, hey, I'd rather have Emma down, uh, down the road. I'd rather have Emma down the road. I'd rather come down. Interest rates down the road. I'd like, I can have stimulus later. He sees enough out there. He sees enough economic activity. You know what? To be honest with you, if you look at jobs reports, he's right. But if you look at housing, if you look at things like the stock market, which looks a little bit in the future, when FedEx said they're going to have a bad 2019, a worse than expected 2019. And that's not even all that bad. It's just we no longer have high, high hopes for a stock market. We have okay hopes. And the Federal Reserve is doing what they're doing. They, they've, they've engineered every major recession in the last 100 years, a friend once told me. And I, I don't think that's far from true. When you tighten monetary policy, bad things happen. And again, we were super low because bad things happened. 9-11 happened, and the Federal Reserve took into this, this like, we must save our economies of the world. And there was, there was let's, let's cut interest rates. And then the, the, the banks started giving loans to people they should never have done. And they, they cut interest rates again. Let's help the bank. Let's not help the banks, but let's, let's make it easier for people to get credit. Stay involved in the stock market. Stay involved in the economy. So the Fed's kind of killing that party. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, he's like that Brett Kavanaugh guy. He likes beer, but he only likes one beer. I'm like, oh, you're not much fun. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's not much fun. I kind of wish he was more fun. But, you know, Fed put is basically saying, you know, um, it's kind of nagging in the back of your head that, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Jerome Powell gets fired by Donald Trump. Because, again, the populist wants us to cut interest rates. Because that's the easier way to make money than having higher interest rates. I've got an adjustable rate mortgage. Now I've got a home equity line of credit that has an adjustable rate to it. And these, these interest rates are killing me. So if I was the president and I had an adjustable rate mortgage or an interest rate that fluctuates, uh, maybe, 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 maybe I'd fire that guy. Especially if you're a populist president, right? So we, we move into 2019 on this level. Um, initial claims for the week ending December 15th increased by 8,214,000. 8, Any number under 350 is a really good number. So people aren't getting fired rapidly in the United States. And because we we don't have people getting fired rapidly, we do have a kind of a consistent drone. You ever been lying in your bed late at night and you hear the... And you talk to your neighbor like, hey, do you hear that drone in the middle of the night? And your neighbor's like, no, I don't hear that drone. And the next night you hear the drone and then you go outside and you like see Stephen King-like creatures with strings coming off their head up to the sky and you're like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. I'm getting old. I can't sleep. Is it really that droning sound, or am I, is it me? Uh, thank you. I just, I've just, I've just recaptured every single Stephen King plot twist. Do I really see that thing, or is it me? It could be a clown. It could be an alien. It could be a car that talks, or a dog that barks. 
So FedEx is warned and Micron is warned. So we got some things going out there for 2019 that's kind of, uh, like I said, I'm not an economist, but it looks like it's going to be an interesting time. It looks like the the easy ride's over. So if you if you fancy yourself a stock picker, good luck to you. That's what I do for a living. Mortgage applications fell along with stocks, which is kind of interesting because there's a sentiment in the indicator where if you feel good, you're like, hey, honey, let's go to Mexico. And uh, hey, let's go to Mexico and make a baby. Oh, it's okay. And then you're like, hey, let's let's buy a baby a baby and me and, and you can't live in this apartment anymore because you drive me crazy and you've got breath as if you've just eaten garlic, even though you haven't eaten garlic in a week. And so then you buy a house. So mortgage applications fall along with equities. So there's a thing out there that like we don't want to buy when things are low. So when the stock market's down, we're like, I don't know if I should buy a house right now. I don't know if I should be making a baby. You know, if you take a look at the baby booms, it tends to happen with prosperity, right? So, anyhow, and anyway, and that's why the, you know, the, the millennials, they said, have delayed parenthood for such a long time because they were discouraged about all their student debt and other things. So, there's some behavioral science and behavioral finance uh, do go hand in hand on some levels. And that's, that, that's what makes me good at what I do. I've got um, nerves of steel. <laughs> so stocks yesterday did not like the Federal Reserve's policy announcement. Credit markets responded by pricing in a higher chance of corporate defaults over the next five years. Corporate defaults. There's a lot of companies that borrowed money at low interest rates. Thinking, woo, it's free money. Let's go to the party. Woo-hoo! It's like the ATM machine keeps kicking money out from my account. It's, it's awesome. Um... So smart money is saying there's going to be some defaults, and that's never a good thing for stock prices. So we'll get through it. So be smart. Be patient. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Some of the things that we grew up on are no longer valid. And they change progressively. Our kids won't understand. And they don't. No. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Nation's top three most expensive places for renters. Nations, the United States of America. There's 50 great states plus Puerto Rico and some territories, right? Nation's top three most expensive places for renters. Are they in Florida? You know what Jamaican friend used to say? He goes, no, 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 no. It could have been the worst Jamaican accent I've ever heard. I'll work on it. 
Okay. I'll work on it. Um, is the most expensive rentals in Washington, D.C. as all the Democrats left and all the apartments got flushed out and the landlords were like, hey, let's let's jack up the rents on the new Republicans aides coming in and stuff like that. Is it Washington, D.C.? As my Jamaican friend would say, no, 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 no. Is that better? A little, little better. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Top three most expensive places for renters, all in the Bay Area. That's tough. If you rent a two-bedroom apartment in the South Bay, you'd better close, be making close to 50 bucks an hour or roughly $100,000 a year. Wow. I don't get it sometimes, like how people who aren't. Well, I do get it. Everyone seems to charge an arm and a leg for anything. So you can go to like Reno and get a hamburger. You can get prime rib, all you can eat in Reno for eight ninety nine, Or you can get a hamburger in San Carlos, Palo Alto for $17. No, no, no. Give me guns <laughs> Not a good audio clip, but uh, I was talking to Mike last week and I was like, do you remember the SCTV? It was Friday night. It was a character. Mm. Rick he, Moranis he, and all those guys. Yeah. And I, I think the character was the Jamaican man or something like that. And he had this big, big, big reefer. Just huge. It was, it was oversized. It was comical. I think they call it a Marley. A Marley. Is reefer no longer? No, the big joint. joint. Okay. Huge joint. Okay. Huge joint. It was the size of a burrito. Size of a, a burrito and a car put together. So, um, and he would always think, he'd always bring up questions like, hey, look what I got, man. Do you eat it? And you go, no, 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 no. And he goes through this whole litany of stuff. And the final one is, do you smoke? And he goes, yeah, man. <laughs> so I thought that could translate. No, 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 no. The audio clip in my head from 25 years ago, not as good as the audio clip that's available now on YouTube. So it's pretty expensive. So how do these people... How do renters survive here? Or how do you rent without... They're making $100,000 a year is one. Or how do you rent without feeling bad that you're throwing down so much money? I can barely read this. This is the tiniest print I've ever seen. Well, you you have a generation of millennials moving in to take advantage of the tech boom here in the Bay Area. And you have landlords that are pretty much unrestricted pushing up rents. Uh, I get calls all the time. My rent's going up $500 a month uh, or next month, and I need to buy a house. Uh, That's a very common phone call. Uh, There's just not enough inventory. And and landlords right now are just raking it in because of there's no affordable housing. And then you have builders saying, oh, Canadian lumber is now too expensive. And, you know, we have no land to build on. And and then what they do is they build places that they can make a lot of money on, you know, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar townhouse or condo. Um, I just sold a one point five million dollar condo in Mountain View. Uh, and that's what they're building instead of affordable housing. So rents are going to keep we're going to stay like that. Yeah. San Francisco is on the list and Oakland's on the list. Well, I drove by a place recently on El Camino in my hometown. And it, it was uh, Applewood's famous in Mountain View or something like that. And they, they tried to expand. It opened up. It shut down in probably like three months. And it's been empty now for two years, three years. And then you're like three years, four years. And I kind of fi- I finally figured out what happened. You're like, why, why hasn't another person come in there? Because it's been zoned for housing and they're just waiting to tear down that project and start a new project because that's what they did right next to it. That the landlord doesn't even want a restaurant in there. He just wants to sell it for condos. 
and tear it yeah. down and wait for the zoning to change. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't get how we do not have a healthy environment. But again, it's it's people who are willing to live in an apartment of you know four hundred square foot, five hundred square foot, six hundred square foot. Uh, and, and, and we're not going to see that. Cheap. We're not going to see it drop anytime soon. We're we're looking at places around the United States, even Seattle. Seattle is I think leading the nation in half dollar apartment. Uh, uh, um, yeah, and That's ludicrous. Yeah, <laughs> it was a big one though. Um, a place like Seattle, which is leading the nation uh, for the last couple of years, year over year um, rate of return on appreciation okay. on on home prices, they just. Their rents just dropped like two percent. Yeah, um, places like Denver and Portland, I think their rents have dropped because the builders are finding land and they are building, building, building multifamily, and so they had a lot more inventory for rents. Uh, we're just not seeing that here in the Bay Area. Um, so I, I can will stand by that and say that we're going to keep seeing higher rents okay. because of that. So it's working on both ends, well, on the last, real estate side into, and this ties the rent into side. Two stories we did last week talking real estate, you and I. Uh, last week, we talked about millennials are going to spend $200,000 on rents before they actually buy their first home. Yeah. And that number is expected to only go higher and higher and higher for the first-time home buyer. It cuts into down payments it and savings for, you know, IRS, 401ks. Yeah. Retirements yeah. and vacations. And so, um, but that ties into it. And then you, you just talked about Seattle. So Amazon obviously owns Seattle. They're the Seattle mafia, in my opinion. And the city council is always trying to break them up like they do in, in comic book movies. Um, and Amazon said, okay, those two towers that we were building, let, let's, let's freeze those. Cause the city council said, let's start charging Amazon $3 per year per employee that they have living in the city. They're going to do a head tax for how many people were working at the company. And Amazon said, okay, if you're going to do that, not only are we going to announce headquarters too, but we're also going to stop building these apartments that we're building right here. This, this, the sky rise. So flash forward three months later, guess what the city council does? Oh, we, we, we've killed that idea. We're no longer going to tax you, Amazon. And guess what they said? Fire up the cranes. Start them up again. <laughs> and last week, we talked about Menlo Park and, and uh, Cupertino. They're looking at Apple, and they're looking at Google, and they're looking at Facebook, and they're saying, you have so many employees that we want to charge you a tax. Didn't work in Seattle. I don't know if it's going to work down here. But this, I don't understand it. So it's 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 real when you start seeing how much money people are throwing into rents well we're also going to see our companies um like facebook like apple and, and the list goes on and on figuring out that it's going to be hard to recruit talent when it's the cost of living is so high uh, and people are going to start looking at people i'm sorry companies are going to start looking at other cities where millennials are moving there's a huge list of cities in, around the United States that millennials are just flocking to, including places like Sacramento and Portland, Seattle and Denver, um, even places like um, San Antonio and so on. And we're going to start seeing more and more companies, I think, spreading out across the nation and figuring out that's where we're going to start recruiting talent. I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put your blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, I'm Rob Black. Happy holidays. Trump's holding out for a border wall funding from Congress. And yet someone starts a GoFundMe page on building a wall and it's already pulled in three million in three days. I would build a great wall, and nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. <laughs> the fundraiser on GoFundMe, and I, I just find this, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm holiday sarcastic. Uh, we the people will fund the wall, is the fundraiser title. So that's an interesting world we live in, right? The whole GoFundMe world. Oh, Jerome Powell. We loved you all. You are doing your thing and raising interest rates. And Trump is so angry at him right now. Firing off tweet after tweet. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can take the pressure of being tweeted at by a president of the United States. A mess. It's a mess. So the Fed chief Jerome Powell is Trump's worst reelection nightmare. A lot of people think we are too interest wait too interest weights two interest rates away from a recession. That, uh, it, mathematically, it's going to be tough to get past 2020 without a recession. Just It's, it's lining up that way after the tax cuts and uh, the threat of taxes being increased again. So Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, President Donald Trump, put him in place, hired him. He replaced what I would say was a pretty dovish Fed chairman, which means uh, she wasn't quick to raise interest rates. She wasn't hawkish on inflation. So there's doves and hawks. There's donkeys and there's elephants. I, I, I can't tell you all the animals of the political spectrum, but they're out there. So the Fed is perfectly happy to gradually strangle the economy the U.S. economy in order to stamp out inflation or the potential of inflation. And when the stock market goes up 10, 20% a year, you start getting cocky and you're like, I'm going to buy a boat. You're like, don't buy a boat. Only stupid people buy boats. Only stupid financial people buy boats. Only people buy boats are people who, well, stupid people. So you get kind of stupid in a good economy. Boats take a lot. They cost a lot of money to like pay the taxes on and to, to harbor them and stuff. Ah, no, 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 no. Harbor them. I know you're saying you're not a boat person, are you? Not really. But right now, um, if Powell continues escalating interest rates in 2019, it's going to be a problem. The market is telling you they don't like higher interest rates, and the market is telling you it sees a problem six months down the road. So what do we take out of this? Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. He will talk to us about being single and being a CFP and being a financial planner. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton to talk an odd topic here. Uh, there's different types of investors. We know that. But let's go with a different total type. People who are single. Most of us don't start saving money till we're married. And we say, I've got to take care of my wife. Most of us don't start saving money till we have kids. We want to leave a bit of a legacy with our savings. But when you're single, you're more of a spender. You're going to concerts. You're going out. You're whining and dining. You're wooing. 
What's your thoughts on investing in, in, in saving as a single person? Hmm. Well, my, my thoughts, <laughs> if you're going to invest in and in save while you're single is, is you find somebody that you might want to marry, start early on on talking about prenuptial agreements. Okay. Um, I met a guy that uh, was involved in a, one of the founding members of a startup Okay. and it was well on its way, got married, didn't do anything on the prenuptial agreement, lost half of what the eventual result was. And and the marriage only lasted for a couple of years, and it was kind of one of those deals where you couldn't believe what the person did, the, you know, the spouse did in this case, and still lost a lot of what he worked, you know, 15 to 20 hours a day on for five to six years of this startup. So prenuptial agreement's very, very important. How about post-nup? Post-nuptials, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things where if you popular. don't have anything when you get married, the post-nuptial is a little bit more involved in, you know, what am I going to pay after I pass? But, boy, that's a tough thing to approach, though, when you're, you know, first getting married, you don't have kids yet. Whether think, or not yeah. it's going to hold up in court, whether or not both sides really had an attorney, yeah. it's tough. I tough personally subject. don't think it's that tough. I, th- I just think you need to dehumanize it. Like, for instance, I got that frying pan from my mother. Um, I want that in a prenup, and that's a good starting conversation right there. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, a prenup, maybe things don't end as well as we want them to, or, you know, it, it's it's there for a worst-case scenario. It's not there for a best-case scenario. Um, now, with that said, being single, you know, you have a lot more costs, uh, but everyone should max out their 401k when you're single or when you're married. There's some things, you don't need life insurance when you're single. You know, if you die, no one cares. Right. So don't have life insurance. Um, you know, life insurance is there to replace your income for your loved one that you just left. Um, you know, at one point in time, if I died, my cat would have got my money. That's funny. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of sense of humor that I want to have out there. It's funny. Um, some other areas, you know, when you're single is, is do be careful because dating is expensive and, you know, trying to find the right partner is important. When you do find that person, um, talk to them about money. A lot of couples don't ever talk about money, and then when it does happen, it, it's a stressful environment, and it doesn't need to be. When do credit checks. I mean, how many times have we run into people? I have a real close friend that a marriage ended because she found out about $60,000 worth of debt that was in place prior to marriage that was yeah. totally hidden. Totally hidden until the person was basically had a breakdown and it all kind of came crashing down. And you marry into that scenario, and uh, it could be a problem, and again, it's something you fight over. It's because a house was purchased together at the height, and then now her credit is completely screwed as well. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a tough situation. You know what I like about credit checks is it could kind of tell you if your spouse is kind of crazy. (laughs) You know, if if the person you're getting ready to marry, you find out she's had like 19 late delinquent charges, and you're like, whoa, you partied pretty hard, because you didn't have that many late, so you you have to almost try. Yeah. I've told you the story before about... A uh, couple that I could never get the financial plan done because they wouldn't give me the, the couldn't get the expenses from them. Yeah, and it never finally made it finally just didn't made sense. So I was sitting with the the one of the clients, the other the spouse was at work. Sure, and I said, "Have you ever done a credit check?" And we went to annualcreditreport.com, which is the one free. And I had to sit there with one of the spouses and uncover $100,000 worth of credit card debt that was being hidden. And it was like telling you that your spouse has cheated on you for the last 10 years. It's a shock. I mean, I thought he was going to pass out. Yeah. And, um, you know, you see a guy in tears because he finds out about that much debt and his retirement is then put off for about an extra two or three years because of... As a, CF, yeah. as a CFP, did you have to hold them and nurture them and cuddle them? Uh, we were we were looking up. I said, you, you know, you can't go home and talk to your spouse about this. You need c- 
counseling. There's obviously a, a okay. shopping problem here. Don't go home and explode about it. Go speak to a counselor. Approach it almost like an intervention with other family members because it is. It was an intervention, and it actually yeah. turned out successful. Um, luckily, they had a ton of equity in their home, and they were able to pay it off and still retire okay. But it was relatively small compared to the overall portfolio, but it was still there, and it was still hidden. And, so this segment's oh, turned into, instead of investing for singles, it's turned into credit check spouses. Because they're, probably, li- they're sure. probably lying to you, <laughs> <laughs> is what we've learned. My dad died with, uh, with uh, $60,000 of credit card debt. $60,000 of credit card debt that no one knew about because my dad was kind of a short guy. He was 5'8", and uh, he'd go to like Home Depot, and there's a store on the East Coast called Heckenders, which was Home Depot before Home Depot, and he'd buy power tools because, you know, that gave him kind of like the manly thrill that he couldn't get from being six foot tall. Um, <laughs> with that said, I inherited a bitchin' set of tools, but my mom inherited a lot of credit card debt that she didn't know was there, so that's a, a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, we're in, that that generation too is very private about money. You know, yeah. we're in a generation where fifty percent of marriages fail. People live till they're a hundred years old, so most of the time, unfortunately, people aren't with the same spouses. So, um, be very careful because people that trade houses, spouses, and cars more often than others are the ones that don't retire well. Interesting to note. With that said, I don't want to live to a hundred unless I'm like Highlander and I could live forever. <laughs> With a Scottish friend. Um, Scottish ninjas. <laughs> odd concept, right? Yes, very odd. Whoever pitched that movie, they had some cojones. With that said, that certified financial planner, Chad Burton. Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You know, sometimes I hear my own voice and I cringe. I hope you understand that about me. I'm not sure what that quite means, but it is what it is. Things that we have to say goodbye to. You should always do a memoriam kind of show at the end of the year cow calendars Chick-fil-A fans will have to move to another method of keeping track of their date fast food giant Chick-fil-A is nixing its cow calendar after two decades of doing it the calendar cost 8 bucks but the value of its free offers was at least 30 bucks so goodbye Chick-fil-A Cow calendar. No, God, please, no, no. Any no. any man, any man that defines his life as being good because of Chick Fil A, is not a man to me. Just FYI. Um, other things to say goodbye to: Hagendaz flavors. Say goodbye to sweet cream coffee caramel, vanilla tangerine shortbread, pomegranate dark chocolate bar. All going away, and they're not coming back ever. So, Hagendas owner Nestle said, eh, "They're gone. They retire. You too will retire. Do you have enough money to retire?" I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, so I'm not a motivational speaker, but if I were, I'd probably work to Negro. High hopes is all about seeking your dreams without hesitancy, right? I like peppering in this show with some pretty good music on occasion. I mess up and I get a little drunk and somehow dance music comes on. But little high hopes. Panic at the disco. Ah, Things change. A lot of financial challenges in Brendan Urie's life trying to make ends meet. You have to have high hopes, right? This lead singer once worked at a Smoothie King. I know you're saying, a Smoothie King? Say what? That's pretty cool. Um, he couldn't afford to pay, you know, uh, professional string musicians, though. He recorded, like, his string musicians' segments in his music at elementary schools with the middle school band. It's kind of cool on occasion when you have high hopes and you don't spend too long setting expectations. You just, you go for it. With that being said, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. And one thing that I want you to do is max out your 401k this year. Because if you do that, you have high hopes. Now, I don't, what do I think about the next year? How low can the market go? How low can you go? Limbo low, limbo low, limbo low, 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 limbo low, limbo low, low. The market can easily go down another 10%. Like, in the snap of a finger. Easy. Do I want it to? No. Can it go lower than that? Yeah. It doesn't usually, though. So, there's corrections, and then there's bear markets, and bear markets are tough, man. Cuckoo-cachoo. Cuckoo-cachoo. Sammy Davis Jr. doing the Little Beatles action. I know you're saying, where did that one come from? I know. You just got to go with it. Really? Yes. So Aquaman's doing well. Aquaman, Aquaman does whatever. And Aquaman, he talks to fish. Probably the most uncool superhero power ever. What did you do? I... Flipper. Is that you, Flipper? oil tycoon baron has opened his pipes up and is destroying all the marine life flipper okay so I'm going to shut up um, so Aquaman's already grows 266 million dollars whoa and it hasn't even opened up in the United States wow wowza 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 um, movies now are really being I, th- I think destroyed because they're kind of trying to Put in one Asian American, one European American, one American American, one South American American. It, everything's becoming homogenized, and I, I, I fear that with Aquaman as well. Um, but it's already made over $266 million. So before it even opens up in the United States, it's already passed its budget of $160 million, which is good. Because this is the kind of movie that could have got them into trouble. Aquaman, swift and powerful <laughs> Yeah, he just wasn't that cool of a superhero. And his costume was pretty freaky, too. 
So like Wonder Woman, what do you do? Oh, I fly an invisible jet. That's right, jet. Superman, what do you do? I, I can, you know, fashion a speeding bullet kind of thing, and you, bullets don't even hurt me. How about you? What do you do, Aquaman? I talk to the fish. Okay, I get it. He was, he was an omen of what's going on right now. He was kind of a, a, um, a harbinger, so to speak. I always wanted to have a band called the Harbingers, and then I found out I have almost no music ability whatsoever. I, but I, I can name a band. <laughs> yes, yes, I can. So, anyway, um, I'm totally digressing. Uh, let's go back to the stock market. So, the Fed is. They're not helping markets. They're not saying let's keep things cheap and create some inflation. And yeah, maybe we inflate some assets like housing and stocks. Maybe we leave the average person behind if there's no wage inflation. I get it. I get it. So Trump is going to have a nightmare trying to be reelected with a higher interest rate environment. And again, we're not even talking high interest rate normal. Like getting back to normal. I used to say things when interest rates are at 3.5% or higher, you buy bonds. And beneath 4%, you buy stocks. Just somewhere There's a little bit of a wiggle room. But you have to rethink that in the day and age where every major economy, every major country is using cheap credit as a way of stoking their economy. Cheap money is what it comes down to. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Altria. Altria buying Jewel, not buying Jewel, but buying a big portion of it. Um, my dad died of lung cancer, and I can tell you that a company like Altria should be revolting and gross to me, but I see things financially, so like some guys have beer goggles on when they're like 16 years old, thinking about like life. Oh, I love that person, but I... I can't get over the idea. Like, I, I see things in money. My goggles are like, financially speaking, Altria purchased a 35% stake in e-cigarette maker Jewel Labs. This week, we learned that um, uh, the Surgeon General hates vaping, thinks it should be done outside, thinks it's a problem for our children. And for me to see Altria, you know, who's made the Marlboro cigarette, which killed the Marlboro man, myth, not myth, I don't know. But roughly 14% of U.S. adults, 34 million of us, smoke cigarettes every day. That's crazy. And yet you can invest in crazy. That's my point. I'm Rob Black. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.